Welcome to the Marshall Pruitt Podcast and our short form interview series, Catching Up With. This time, it's with the brand new, now two-time NASCAR Cup champion, Kyle Busch. What are we talking about? Absolutely nothing to do with NASCAR. We're talking about his upcoming debut in IMSA's WeatherTech Sports Car Championship, where he will participate in the Rolex 24 Daytona with the Aim Vassar Sullivan team. As we throw a lot of letters and numbers at you, it will be in the GT Daytona category, driving a Lexus RCF GT3. One of his teammates will be the amazing Jack Hawksworth from the United Kingdom, who gets mentioned here. Really excited for Kyle to go and do this with the Aim Vassar Sullivan program knowing that obviously as the tip of Toyota's spear in NASCAR, the fact that he will spend many days in January representing Toyota's luxury brand, Lexus, in IMSA's biggest, longest race of the year. I think that's going to be pretty cool. So that was the center of our conversation and really great to take some time with the champ talking about this. And he's a gamer. That's why he's doing this. That's part of the part of the Bush narrative between himself and his brother. These guys will race just about anything. So although this is not his first sports car race, he did one way back in the day, Grand Am days. This is his first big endurance debut. Won't get into all the things that we discussed. That's for you to listen to in about the 15 minutes that we had. We'll mention, though, that at the end, he discusses something which surprised me like you wouldn't believe. Talking about a drivers-only championship that has been organized by our friend Jerry Hildebrand, the Rufus Legacy, where they actually score points any major driver in any major series. It is done to determine who is the driver among drivers based on the variety of series they compete in and the points they earn in doing that. And I love the fact that Kyle mentioned this and use this as the answer to a question which many have asked about bucket list races, knowing that he will have the Rolex 24 on that list here soon. There's more that he wants to do, and I love the motivation behind why he wants to do them. So take a listen here. If this is your first time listening to the Marshall Pruitt Podcast, if you visit marshallpruittpodcast.com, you'll find almost 700 episodes spanning IndyCar, sports cars, a little bit of Formula One, in-car audio, ambient sounds, long interviews, learn about people's lives and careers, and a whole bunch of catching up with episodes, all brought to you by the Justice Brothers and Cooper Tires. Let's get going with the champ, Kyle Busch. Hey, Kyle. Hello, sir. Really stoked that we're going to get to have you come and play at the Rolex 24. I don't admit to have a lot of really original great questions to ask but i do know that when i spoke with your brother a couple times and saw him at some of the endurance racing he's done even like the kind of low regional kind of 25 hours of thunder hill stuff he just seemed to really like it because it was something different it kind of broke up the monotony of a really long cup schedule just curious what you were thinking of what what your mindset was when this opportunity was presented and where it fits in in terms of fun or you know maybe just a really hardcore professional weekend and adventure for you yeah it's definitely something different and definitely something that uh, i've always kind of given some thought to and um you know whenever the opportunity would present itself maybe give a chance to go out there and have some uh endurance racing under my belt but uh you know thanks to lexus and 
everybody at AIM Racing, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. You know, talk to Patrick a little bit and, uh, and Sully a little bit and those guys. It's been pretty cool thus far just to kind of get a sense of what the car is and, and the race and, and the atmosphere of, of the event and stuff. And so I'm looking forward to it. So the Rolex 24, the obvious dumb thing, it's a really long race. We know that. But it's one where there's still a little bit of getting the elbows out. You know, you try not to, to tear the thing up too much throughout the race, but it can be a little bit physical. Do you think the fact that you're coming to do your first endurance race in a GT car instead of maybe one of the prototypes that, you know, those things can't really take a punch, do you think that might fit? be a little bit of a better fit for you on this debut? Um, you know, I, I don't know. I've, I've never necessarily thought about going into a race to have to think about body contact or anything like that. I just go out there and try to race and try to run clean and, and run hard and do the best I can for my team and making sure that, uh, like you said, you got to keep the car clean for at least 20 hours in order to be able to have a shot to go race it in the final four. So, um, you know, I, I certainly, um, I've driven the prototypes before. It was years ago, I think 20, 2008, maybe 2009. I ran the, uh, there was like a two and a half or three hour race at Daytona in the summer in July. And, yeah. um, I baked in that one. So that was no fun, but <laughs> was able to at least get some experience at it and get a taste of it. And, um, you know, really look forward to being able to, to go run, um, you know, a, a 24 with swapping out drivers and everything else here. I know a couple of the questions I have for you here are going to be ones you can't really answer. you got to go do it. But part of the thing that makes the Rolex 24 or the 12 Hours of Sebring interesting is, unlike your day job, where you've got your car and a crew, engineer, everyone that's focused on tailoring that vehicle to making it perfect for you, you know there are going to be some compromises here. You know that the car might not be exactly what you want handling-wise, but maybe that's the best thing for all four drivers how do you think that might be something to adapt to? And do you think that might be, I don't know, do you think you might settle into that well, or might that be a bit of a learning curve? Uh, that's definitely going to be somewhat of a learning curve. You know, when, uh, when I did it the first time with Scott Speed, uh, we had different driving styles for sure, and there were some things that he liked and some things that I didn't like and vice versa. So you're always going to have that with multiple drivers behind the car. But I think the biggest thing is just going to be, you know, looking at uh, Jack obviously being our, our top driver um, on, on my car to look at him and, and some of his driving tendencies and the things that he does, um, and try to emulate that as much as possible to be able to be comfortable in running the same stuff. I think just understanding what Jack says, that's going to be a heck of a lesson in and of itself. We love the kid, but I don't understand half what he says. Uh, yeah, I'm, I, I'm pretty good at it. Uh, him and I, we've spoken on the phone a couple times, so I've gotten a, a sense of, uh, of what to expect at least. Um, but you never really know until you get your, your butt in the seat and behind the wheel. No, that kid's amazing, truly, just talent-wise. He's he's elite, elite for sure. So what are the, the next couple of weeks going to be like for you, Kyle, in terms of are you going to get some simulator time or curious how you're going to prepare before you actually strap in here at the Roar before the 24? Yeah, I will. I'll, uh, I'll be able to get some simulator time. So uh, the guys over at TRD and everybody will, will be able to help me out with that. Um, and then, you know, as far as right now, it's Thanksgiving week, just trying to chill out and, um, you know, spend some time with the family. And then next week is all about going to the NASCAR awards banquet. So we're there all week, basically Monday through Thursday. And then, um, you know, from there, it's a little bit more downtime, but 
I'm going to try to get to the simulator before uh, the roar test for sure. And then, um, you know, depending on how all that goes and I come out of there, maybe another time or two uh, before the race just to kind of stay freshened up on uh, on what the car feels like and, and that sort of stuff. Get some marks and some, some points of reference. So I know for me and some other folks who maybe spend their full-time stuff in IndyCar or IMSA, at the end of the season, we're worn out. And then I look back at the schedule and I'm like, man, we didn't even do half the races that the guys in Cup do. I know that when Jimmy Johnson was doing the Rolex 24, you know, kind of year after year, there came a point where he said, you know what? I need to, I love this, but I got to stop because I just, I really need that downtime to really unplug and recharge for the next Cup season. Curious for you, man. You went and won the thing, right? You went and won the title. So you're going to be a busy guy to begin with. What are your plans for trying to fit in this sports car experience, this adventure here, while not trying to burn yourself out before the 2020 Cup season arrives? Yeah, I mean, I'm. I think the biggest thing for me is I've always been known to stay busy. I've always had something on my plate, something going on for sure. Uh, I have Kyle Busch Motorsports with the Truck Series sure. team, and obviously Joe Gibbs Racing with the Cup stuff. I've run. You know, years ago, I used to run 30 Xfinity Series races in a year, along with the 38 <laughs> Cup races in a schedule, and 12 to 15 truck races, yeah. you know. So I feel like, um, obviously, I'm getting a little bit older. I'm, I'm slowing down just a little bit, but I uh, would like to think that going and running, you know, two, three, four stints, however many it is in a 24-hour race, isn't going to be too terrible, and that um, I'll still be ready to go when the season kicks off. Tell me your thoughts on this, Kyle. One of the things that a lot of drivers like yourself that come in, kind of parachute in, get to experience Rolex 24, then go back to your, you know, your full-time series. A lot of folks talk about how much they enjoy it because it's kind of a modern day IROC or race of champions where you go, holy crap, there's those two guys who race in F1 and here's the champ from IndyCar and pick a variety of series. But it's kind of like the all-star game if we're talking road racing. Is that something you think you might look forward to either seeing some friends from other series or just getting to meet folks at the driver's meeting? Like, Whoa, dude, <laughs> I love what you do. Cool to meet you. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, I definitely, I've watched the 24 hours a few times and obviously I've kind of looked up and, uh, and seen, you know, obviously some of the NASCAR guys, McMurray, Larson, my brother, uh, Almondinger and, and some of those guys have, have done it before and they've been successful at it. Uh, and then you see the IndyCar guys come over, um, and they, they get a shot at it. Some of the retired IndyCar guys, you know, Castro Neves and Montoya and, and some others that are doing it now. And, uh, it's interesting just to see, you know, how many different backgrounds all these drivers have. And, uh, you know, uh, when I was a kid and growing up in Las Vegas, uh, Joey hand was a name that was kind of on a lot of people's radars. And then I, I watch and follow the 24 hour stuff and there he is, he's doing it. Joey. And, um, doing doing real well at it you know so it's pretty cool to to see to see that and and to know all again all the different backgrounds that drivers are coming from and being able to get out there and, and race against them i look forward to that last question or two for you kyle so another part two just curious so you've obviously been to daytona a million times you know what the 500 feels like super passionate crowd a little very passionate crowd as well for the 24 there's some differences though. It's that when you're doing the 3 a.m. stint in the car and you're coming into the second horseshoe and you're smelling someone's barbecue and something, you're like, damn, I could go for some bacon or 
if it's raining, there are folks that are still out, you know, trackside, nose pressed into the fences. There's just a real hardcore element to folks that come out for the 24-hour. You think you might enjoy that part, too, of getting to meet fans who really, there might not be a, as big of a crowd as the 500, but, man, there's some real passion there that comes out nonetheless. Yeah, no, I bet you there's a different crowd uh, base that goes to the 24-hour versus goes to the NASCAR races. and So it'll be good to kind of get uh, a little bit of FaceTime with all those folks and just kind of you know have them see me, meet me, whatever. Obviously, I don't know exactly what all the access is like compared to nascar but the nascar fans certainly have a ton and um you know it's always interesting to to have all the different racetracks that we go to you get to see a lot of familiar faces uh sometimes they travel kind of with you and then a lot of times you remember particular faces from particular races and um and so then you know you'll i'll be able to tell some of those people but um you know i certainly the fans are what drives our business and uh it'll be nice to to see you know everybody out there people in the media center are hot garbage i can attest to that i'm one of them but yeah the fans are pretty awesome let's close on this so once this was announced i think the question that i saw posed most often on social media was amazing i love it that kyle's going to come and do the rolex 24 are there other bucket lists is it pike's peak indy 500 lamar whatever do you have that kind of list floating around in your head or is it more of a if someone reaches out and asks that's when it might come to mind. Um, you know, obviously somebody reaches out and asks, you know, I'd be, uh, I'd be more than looking, looking forward to doing something like that. But, um, there's certainly, um, like Le Mans, uh, the last couple of years was, uh, was on the NASCAR off week. And so I was actually going to try to put it together this year because there's this, who, uh, I don't know if you've heard of the Rufus thing. Oh, uh, um, J.R. Hildebrand. Yep. Dear friend. Yeah. Yeah. With Hildebrand there. So, uh, with that going on, I was like, okay, if I'm going to run, you know, the 24 hour, I might as well figure out if I can do Le Mans. I might as well figure out if I can do this and do that and do some other things. And, you know, obviously Indy's kind of been on my radar. I haven't quite been able to get everything worked out to be able to get there yet, but, um, would love to, to try that. And, um, you know, Baja thousand, I think happens next year after the NASCAR season's over. So that could certainly be an option. I mean, there's, there's all kinds of opportunities that, uh, that hopefully will continue to pop up and, and this year might be the year that hell I go for it all and, uh, and give it a shot and see if we can't win that Rufus thing. I love it. And Hildebrand would light me up if I didn't follow up here, this Rufus legacy thing, right? I mean, a real championship among drivers, just who's the man. That's a pretty awesome thing, right? I mean, Hildebrand's got a lot of good ideas. This one, I don't know if he's going to come up with one better, but just let's close on that. It's a pretty cool idea, man. And especially the fact that you, see the value in it and, you know, would like to continue chasing that. That's a pretty cool thing. It is. And I think what makes it even in- more interesting and, and cool in the same, same discussion is that it's all sorts of different forms of motorsports. Um, you know, it's not just your day job, you know, obviously it includes your day job, but then, like I said, it's, it's, it's Indy cars, it's sports cars, it's off-road trucks. It's who's the best Formula one cars. Yeah. So if you can get a chance to go in all that stuff, dirt late models are in it. Sprint cars are in it. Midgets are in it. Um, you know, the, the snowball derby's in it. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's pretty awesome that, that all that's in there and hell out of all of those, I could probably figure out how to do all, but about two of them. I love it. Kyle, man really stoked that we're going to get you here in our little world of uh, long-term endurance racing in january 
congrats again, obviously, on your uh, another title this year in Cup, and thanks for spending some time. Absolutely, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. Looking forward to it.